Previously on the Adventure Zone. You, you steal shade tree for me, and I'm out of your hair for good. And as you are like trying to, to rouse Leo back to life, a beam of light shoots out of the tip of the antenna, and as it does so, you wake up and she pulls out this dark blue book. You you can't really tell what it says. I'm scared of what they might find out. I'm scared of war between our worlds. You are through the rift and, and now you're standing in front of this barbed wire fence surrounding the Green Bank Telescope. Like you can read the emotion on this Bigfoot's face. It is frustrated. And then it looks over and it sees you and it smiles. And then this figure looks up at you and she just has these bright orange glowing eyes. And this fog has fully taken form. It's Deputy Dewey, and he's a ghost. So we ended the last episode, which we recorded uh, six Gregorian weeks ago. Um, If we were in middle school, we would have gotten two report cards in the time that it's taken us to record this next uh, episode. Uh, At the end of that episode, though, you all were kind of all over the place. And uh, I would like to sort of... Uh, jump forward in time just a little bit and pull everyone together because there's a lot of shit that has happened in the last two episodes that we kind of need to reflect uh, in a uh, in a scene. So if you will allow me, uh, it is, let's say, the day after all of this uh, mostly bad stuff went down and the three of you, uh, along with Mama and uh, Hollis and Keith, and Megan, Detective Megan, are all sitting in a conference room at the sheriff's office. And uh, Sheriff Owens walks in. He's got a he's got a bag of Jolly Pirate donuts, uh, which have franchised out into Kepler. I'm guessing. Um, you have to assume. You have to assume. I'm making that uh, canon because I wish they would franchise out to Texas. Boy, howdy, do I miss those donuts! Uh, and he's got like a, a you know a drink carrier full of coffees and he's like uh everyone uh everyone good i brought some brought some vittles uh to help perk you up i know i brought you here uh, pretty early this morning you got anybody the, uh... know anything about actual pressure on the feet because i had to walk all the way from that damn telescope nobody would pick me up hitchhiking i could see if anyone here wants to rub feet but i offered coffee so that's different yeah, blueberry. Any blueberry? This is my favorite. Oh, you know I got blueberry. This whole bag is full of blueberries. And he blueberry up coffee? Yeah. Get a fritter? Yeah, I got two fritters. One for me, yeah. one for my new warrior friend, Duck Newton, I guess. It's nice because you get it You get it uh, free. It's the baker's dozen. So you get the fritter for free. A lot of people just choose an extra donut, but you got to go down and look at the shelves because they got the pastry, all, the pastries down there. It's but a- you can do your 13th one. You can get the apple fritter or you know a uh, 
bear cinnamon claw? roll, bear claw, whatever you want, but that's where you go. There was this mention is- of coffee. Yeah, here, here. He slides it to you. It's dangerous, but you catch it. Um, well, that's weird. Styrofoam cups don't slide very well. <laughs> <laughs> he greased it, so um, he greases. He greased the cups. Whoa, it's all slippery. Uh, it's a Kepler thing. Sheriff Owen says, uh, okay, so uh, I, I brought y'all here because I'm having a predicament, and I just kind of want to outline it for you. Uh, you're not under arrest because this seems like it falls outside of my usual jurisdiction um but here's here's where i'm at i got a monster what's loose in my town Mm -hmm. and it is the most recent i can only assume of many monsters been loose in my town am i am i getting am i getting it so far yep Yeah. Yeah, yeah more or less now folks been killed by this monster my deputy being the latest victim and folks have seen this monster now including everyone that's in this room now griffin uh quick question in the passing time so sheriff doesn't know about a deputy ghost um you know what you tell me you i want to know what you think you're the one who brought him well not back to life but you are the one who gave him spectral form and while we uh, last saw him sort of breaking you out of the jail cell. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. What makes the most sense? What makes the most sense to you? I, well, I mean, I did give him spectral form uh, using a luck point to save his life. So that super cool there, uh, Griffin. No, I get it. It's fine. He's Why alive. Die, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little tired of keeping secrets from people. Good Lord, that's, yeah. that's exhausting. I'm not so much, it's not so much, Dad, that I'm considering keeping secrets, so much as like, how much all at once can this regular Joe take? Like, if I'm like, yeah, there's monsters, and also your deputy's dead, but also he's a ghost, and I can we, do magic. Uh, we, we don't have to have that conversation, right? You could just say, like... He, the sheriff knows. Like I already did that. I already introduced the sheriff to his ghost deputy, and he's here. And he's yeah. You know to what? Even... If I was if I was deputy Dewey's ghost, I'd want to be able to talk to the sheriff. So I'm going to okay. say he knows. Okay. Uh, and when he mentions him, then when he says my deputy being the latest victim, uh, deputy Dewey uh, uh, waves. He's seated in a chair like across from you all, and he reaches over and tries to grab a donut. And no, whoa, jeez. Oh, I'm never going to get used to that. Uh, I know. I, I'm just trying to get used to it too. Um, so if I take a bite of this, like I'm corp- kind of corporeal, is it just you gonna be able to see it in my tummy? Am I gonna be able to taste it? What's the rules? Only one way to find out. He does. He takes a bite, and you see him chewing it. He says, "I don't got any spit, but it's kind. Of, it's hard to do." And he swallows it, and sure enough, there's just some donut floating there, just <laughs> in the center of his sort of translucent <laughs> belly. Oh, this nice. is horrible. This is real bad. Hey, hey, I think it's cool. Sheriff Owen says, um, I can't have the folks in this town unprepared for a monster attack. And I can't have them terrified, running panicked, because they just found out that monsters are real from their local sheriff. So that's where I'm at. That's my day. And if yeah. anyone has welcome, anything- Welcome to where all of us have been. This is literally the the discussion we have constantly been having since we found out about these two. You can't just like hop on the local news and say, oh, by the way, there's abominations out there 
uh, and everything you knew about like magic and what is reality and stuff is wrong. But please stay calm. Why can't we? Hollis chimes in and says, yeah, why not? Think of all the people you know in your life. Think of think of 10 people you know, right? Just a random 10 selection of people you've met in your life. And you walk up to them and you say, hey, there's a vampire out on the loose. Or, hey, there's a werewolf out on the loose. Or, hey, whatever. And so you need to board up your doors tonight. How many of them are going to listen to you? How many of them are going to never talk to you again? And how many of them are going to laugh in your face? Listen, I have was welcomed to Kepler with open arms, with the loving tender bosom of the people of Kepler, West Virginia. I think they're tougher. I think they're braver. And I think they're, they're more accomplished than you give them credit for. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think we could use the backup. All right, Ned. Well, let's go a different way with it, okay? You're right. They are tough. And you know what? I bet a whole bunch of them wouldn't be scared. But I'll tell you. Not all things that go bump in the night are monsters, are they, Ned? Do you really want the citizens of Kepler taking up arms with itchy trigger fingers because they're looking for monsters out there? But Sheriff uh, Owen says, now hold on, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that, Aubrey? What I mean is just like us. People are good, people are bad. You can't say that just because there have been a couple things that have attacked out there that all of them are looking to harm us. I'm just saying that maybe arming the citizens against... I don't know, anything that twitches or looks at them wrong might not be a good way to go. Hollis, pretty soon, people will start seeing monsters in the faces of their friends. Hollis stands up and says, uh, well, Aubrey, I don't see why you get to make that call for everyone. Sher- Sheriff, listen, I know we don't see eye to eye. I know we've done lots of stunts that have, that have left you quite flummoxed. but L- Literal stunts? So many stunts. But my, my people are ready to die to find this thing that killed our friends and, and put it down. And these folks, and uh, Hollis, they gesture to you. They say, these folks have been dropping the ball for too long. And Excuse me? Whoa! Mama kind of clears her throat when they say that. And Hollis says, let us do our thing. Lend us some help, Sheriff Owens. We can, we can protect this town from whatever threatens it without everyone else finding out. Let us do our thing. What is your thing? You punk? Hollis just doesn't even, Hollis is not even giving you the time. What are your qualifications? What, what, what do you think you're going to do that we haven't done? This is actually a point of order, our thing. So how about you let us do our thing and you go out and hit some ramps or whatever? Uh, are you trying to, are you trying to convince, are you just fighting? Are we just having an argument? No, I'm just fucking pissed off at this Uh, point. (laughs) Okay. I want to know what Duck thinks. You know. I don't believe that a room full of people can keep a secret, frankly. I mean, I think we're probably past the point of this conversation. I mean, you got Hollis, their crew, Sheriff, his crew, Ghost. There's a ghost now. I prefer Spectre. I know we're just still working on it, but the terminology I prefer is Spectre. All right. I can respect that. You can respect her that. That's a little respect her joke. (laughs) Very little, uh, you know. I, I, uh, I think, I think this decision's been made for us, and um, I don't want a bunch of random people out there, you know, taking swings at Bigfoot with a special axe they made to kill Bigfoot. You know how the people at Kepler are; they love to make signature weapons. Sheriff Owen says, uh, "I think it's a little bit late for that," and gestures over to 
Keith and Hollis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I <sighs> few months back, I would have I would have laughed this off and said, "Hey, let the tough guys handle it." Honestly, though, I'm just a dude that knows a lot about plants. Currently, uh, I have a helmet and a skateboard, and that's about it. So I I don't know I don't know that I'm more qualified than anybody else to be uh, to be out there f- fighting the what goes bump in the night, you know. Uh, Sheriff Owen sighs and he says, "All right, listen, um, I'm gonna let y'all go. I I need time to think about this, but if." If this thing comes back and more people get hurt or worse because I didn't make some sort of proclamation, then that's going to be on me for the rest of my life. So I, I need I need to I need to make a decision on what the best course of action is here because I was not trained for this. And I'm sure y'all are going to be hearing from me real soon. And uh, with that, he walks out of the conference room and uh, Hollis and Keith, uh, I think Hollis actually just kind of sneers, especially at you, Aubrey, and uh, Hollis walks out of the room and Keith stands up and says, I know Hollis is coming off a little bit gruff. I know I have in the past too. We're just trying to do what's what's right and get some justice for the folks we lost. So um, no no hard feelings. Fuck off. <laughs> and Keith uh, kind of looks down and sighs and walks out of the room. Listen, the proverbial cat's out of the bag, and I don't think there's anything we're going to be able to do to keep Hollis and their crew from trying a little vigilante justice. And uh far as I can see, we got one way out of this. And Mama says, uh, what's, what's that, Duck? What, you, what are you thinking in that noggin of yours? I think we find this thing first and we put it in the ground. scene in the headquarters amnesty lodge do do a do a parlor room scene where you guys kind of go over what you know about the monster a parlor room yes we shall accuse the monster using (laughs) the 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 clues we've gathered this is a fun character i would think as with as much poro that you read you would have an easier time sort of conjuring up this guy sort of well this is i rarely do a narrator for the narrator but this is i'm the meta narrator i help griffin to set the scene. Imagine we all in pipes and smoking jackets. You're all wearing pipes and smoking jackets in the, the cellar of Amnesty Lodge. and Sipping uh, a brandy. Uh, Aubrey's sipping a brandy. Uh, so but it's not Ned? real. It's not real brandy. It's apple juice. And um, uh, something about Ned's beard. How it's twitching with anticipation. Yeah, he's got it all, all curled right. up around the mustache area. Can, can I say Zounds? I got my computer here. Oh, okay. In front of me. I got my laptop. So listen, guys. Uh, I know we're all intimately familiar with all the information we've gathered around this thing. So I've created a uh, text document here, Google Docs, with all the info we have on it. Now, is uh, this an offline Google Docs or 
Are you higher hardwired into the internet right now? I'm hardwired in the internet. Okay. I'm plugged in through an Ethernet cable. You know the uh, lodge's got Ethernet, Griffin. Come on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, uh, it's, and you're it's using the You're using the internet, right? No. Uh, no. The the I've talked to you about the subscription fees on the internet, and I'm not gonna pay them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and and the, the cookies and the malware and the spyware. The cookie, the viruses, they, <laughs> I got viruses as I was connecting to it. It says to connect to this service, you must accept the following viruses. Yeah. And then and um, then you hear a bump. Do you want a monster dong? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hold on, let me close out some of these monster dog pop-ups. You thought it was big feet. <laughs> all right, so I taped up every, all the clues that we are all intimately familiar with. That just to help us review, I got the uh, I got like a text to speech thing. Okay, and I'm just gonna play it for you all right now, so we can recap all the information that we have and are intimately familiar with. Okay. Am I it? Yeah, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can try and do a Microsoft Sam voice if you want. I think it would be helpful to everyone, excluding the people who make this show, obviously. Hold on, I gotta click the... Let me... Okay. Abomination is a shapeshifter. True appearance unknown. Past appearances include blonde and small, then transformed into larger humanoid being. Hold on one second. Let me tweak this a little bit. It's got a. It can do a British accent. Hold on. Okay. Gregor, the morgue technician, a Bigfoot-esque monster, but far more bestial than Barclay. I can't understand it. Let me try the New York one. Behavior. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Let me try it again. A behavior. It seemingly emulates the behaviors of things it mimics. It's able to change shape and create rifts through space that it and others can pass through. It's attacked Kepler twice and led pursuers to the clearing in the woods where the archway stands. Weakness. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Dwelling. A darkened building, presumably a hotel that Ned was taken to. Butts, 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 Sorry, Pee-pee. I'm trying to increase my typing Poo-poo. speed. But <laughs> baby like a dookie. <laughs> Wait, but, baby but, like a dookie? But, but baby like Sorry, a, I let, a dookie. But it's but, looping. But. It's looping. I let I let Leo's nephew fuck around with my computer. I think he added that. Hold on. Okay. Okay, let me just clear that out. All right, so butts, butts, butts. God damn it. Let me just close the computer. So possibilities. Um what about the ski resort? I mean, if it's someplace, Ned, someplace like a hotel, you think that could feel right? I, it didn't really have that resorty kind of feel, and I mostly spent my time in the lower floor, the basement. It could be the ski lodge, but isn't the ski lodge still open? Mama says, uh, yeah, the skate resort's still, uh, you know, operating, and, you know, it's not as popular as it used to be, but I like to think that if there was, a, you know, a shape-shifting monster creating rifts in space-time, uh, that at the very least, Eugene would take notice of that, so I think we can probably rule the ski resort out. The thing is, Duck, it could be, it really does not have to be in Kepler proper. One of those rifts... I stepped through, like I said, took me to the telescope, for God's sake, and that's miles away. God, you're right. Are there any other building, any other, I don't know, like office building or hotel resorty big, you know, big closed buildings anywhere nearby? 
uh, Mama says, well, yeah, I mean, there's the, uh, n- n- not many that are open, you know, They're, we're not getting that much traction. It's really just the uh, ski resort's got some rooms, and then there's a, a motel down on Riverside, um, but that's, you know, still open too, but if, it, if it's a, an abandoned uh, you know, hotel or whatever that we're looking for. Kepler's got no shortage of those. If folks, yeah, it, used, folks used it to was come, big. yeah, folks used to come here to go skiing, and now they don't. And so all the the hotels and resorts that we had opened are are all more or less shuttered, uh, and they're all over on Resort Row. Problem is, there's quite a few of them. So, uh, well, then, not, it, do you think that there's a way then to instead of us trying to find it, make it find us? Because it seems to want something, right? Because it showed up and went to the hornet's nest, right, and attacked there, and then it also then followed that up by coming to the morgue where the hornets were. So this doesn't seem like, you know, that that first abomination that we fought just seemed like an animal, you know, rage killing things, right? But this this seems calculated. It seems like there's some kind of, like, steps, plan. Bar- Barclay says, no, I've, I've been thinking that too. It, 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 this thing is, this thing is doing something. It's not, it's not just attacking. It's not just out for blood. It's making moves. And I don't think any of us know what those moves are leading to unless somebody else has been sort of uh, paying closer attention than I have. You know, I didn't didn't even tell you all this. Um, It's been, it's been a stressful time, Uh, but it has led. Well, it led me and Sheriff and Hollis out to the, uh, the archway. And they couldn't see it. And, and whatever happened there, or, or I'm guessing probably didn't happen, it, it disappointed this thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's trying to get through. I, I, I don't I, If it, it's trying to get back to Sylvain, is that possible? Or maybe it's trying to get other people over there. You know, because it, it led... It, it's not like it didn't know where the gate was. It led you there, right? And it, right. it just seems like between getting the Hornets, who are basically a gang, and the police involved, it seemed like it was kind of making sure it was getting people involved who would get riled up and want revenge. Mama seems shook by that. She says, y- yeah. y'all realize that's the that's the... Uh, the nightmare scenario, if if that happens, yeah. It you think it's trying to start a fight? Yeah, I think it might be trying to, I don't know, destroy whatever you know the 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 anonymity, the peace that comes with it between Earth and Sylvain. Because if you think about like it's taken forms of things we know. To make these attacks, it's setting us up. Uh, Mama says, "This is obviously. I think we're in uncharted waters. We need to. We need to cross cross reference this with uh, what we've you know seen in the past." Ned, would you be a deer and go fetch the laptop off my desk from upstairs? Oh, um, certainly. <clears throat> um, yes. Let me go to your. To your uh, to your office to get the laptop. Um, I'll be right back. It may take me a little while because uh, I might have to make a restroom stop. But I right, will go gross. to your office, which I assume is unlocked. <clears throat> I mean, not that it makes a difference, but you know, it's unlocked, right? Hey, Ned. Yes. 
Why are you being so weird? I just asked you. Not weird. Gonna... weird. Not, not being weird. No, not weird. Just I'm excited. The hunt. We're in the hunt. <laughs> I'll be right back. And apparently, even though Ned has a rich history of stealing things, this is the first time he's ever had to it's lie about it. Fucking prom night jitters. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't. He hasn't stolen anything in a long time, and he's worried. This uh, well, is the, the, hi, it's me, the meta narrator again, trying to explain Dad's weird the voice. choices. It's me trying to explain Dad's weird choices. I like it. Uh, while Ned is gone, Mama uh, Barclay is uh, Barclay has a whiteboard that he's trying to like draw things, and he points to the the words Green Bank Telescope, um, and he's trying to like connect where all these rifts go. And he says, "Now I get why you know it would be have a rift behind the 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 Hornet's Nest because it started some stuff there, and I get why it's, it has one behind Amnesty Lodge because that's where it led people." Why Why is it going to the Green Bank Telescope? What is it? What could it possibly want there? I have a thought. Maybe it's trying to start a war between us and aliens. Yeah. That's the music that kicks in whenever one of us solves the mystery and we're and now we're really in the thick of it. Uh, Barclay and Mom are just kind of staring at you. Okay. Um, it could be that. That we'll put that down as a. Yeah, you're not. Are you writing it? Yep, up there. Yeah, yep. I'll, I'll write it. He, he writes. He, Barclay takes it and writes uh, a colon aliens question mark, and then in parentheses, I don't know why Duck got on aliens, and then in parentheses. But B, how about B? He writes B, and it's a government facility, right? Like, yeah. I'm saying, if you wanted to start a war. This is getting a little Mars attacks for my tastes. I, I tend to deal with Duck sort said of aliens. Local, I didn't say yeah, aliens. Yeah, I know he said aliens. I'm dealing with local like werewolves and stuff. I can't start talking about aliens starting a war with the but government. I, no, I didn't say aliens. I want to make it clear. I went on the record right next to B. <laughs> Aubrey didn't say aliens. Duck said right. aliens. He writes that in parentheses. Let's jump upstairs with Ned. Ned, uh, you you make it to Mama's office. The door's unlocked. Okay. <clears throat> Ned uh, walks in. And uh, gives the room a a once-over. He hasn't really, doesn't even really know what this sculpture looks like, does he? Uh, I th- but you were shown a picture of it, right? It's a it's a wooden sculpture of a, uh, like tree a tree with a figure sitting under. It. It's called Shade Tree uh, uh, by Madeline Cobb. I, I remember that, right? Which um, is Mama's real name. Yeah, you don't see it. like like it's not sitting on the you know it's 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 not sitting on a shelf. Uh, somewhere. It is not uh, anywhere obvious. Also worth noting, the laptop is not on her desk. It is not sitting on oh. top of her desk, which is what she said it was. Hmm. Was she just trying to get rid of Ned? Why did I ask that in Ned's voice? Um, <laughs> Wait, did Ned just say that out loud? Was she trying okay. to get rid of Ned? Ned's sad. Then I think it's time for Ned to investigate a mystery. I, I almost think this would be a read a bad situation, if anything, or possibly your burglar crooked thing, if you're looking to... I want to search the room, so whatever whatever move is 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 that one. Um, uh, okay, if you want to search the room, I think read a bad situation might be better. I think it might be a better role than investigate a mystery. If you're not, okay. if you're not actively stealing some shit, and instead you just want to like look around, then this is the role, is read a bad situation. All right, and and he can add cool to that, right? Uh, no, sharp. <sighs> That's a two. <clears throat> wow. So it makes no difference what to, to add to it. That it's is a snipe. snake eyes. 
And um, it's, it's like it's as bad as it could be. Okay. Uh, you see, it? in this case, he'll be directed to the exact opposite of where it is, which means he just has to turn around, and nope. there it'll be. You actually uh, are walking around looking for something, and you find a, a loose floorboard. It's actually a, a few loose uh, floorboards underneath your feet. Uh, they kind of creak, and you can tell that uh, there's something strange there. So that was a failure. Um, I'm taking a hard move. Doesn't mean you failed. It means I'm going to do something. All right. Then uh, Ned, using all of his burglary skills, raises the loose floorboards and peers within. Um, You do so, and there is a safe. uh, And, uh, yeah, there's a safe inside, and it has a, you know, a dial lock and uh you have seen and cracked this exact safe many times it's been a while i assume but uh throughout your career you know you had the touch and so you uh you know you know you can crack this thing easy it's the wall holds 2500 i've seen it before yes this is what uh this is what yul brenner kept his black shirt from magnificent seven in when i stole that yeah sure does Ned right. only steal things from famous people that Dad's a fan of? He's a fan. It's weird. He's weirdly, a fan of me. Yeah. What do you right, do? So he he, op- he opens the safe. Yeah, you can do it with your eyes closed. You open it, and there there it is. You obviously you're looking at it from the top down, but uh, you reach down and carefully remove shade tree, and it is as like exquisitely carved as uh, Boyd sort of. Uh, described, it is like the figure laying under the tree is so uh, detailed, and the the tree itself, like the the you know gnarled bark and the gnarled barkly of the tree and the, <laughs> uh, the grass that the figure is laying in, like it's all so beautifully detailed, and you're kind of like you know mesmerized by how beautiful it is, and so much so that you don't notice uh, uh, Danny walk into the room, <gasps> and Danny says, uh. Ned, what's going on? <sighs> well, I thought there was a laptop underneath this this stupid sculpture, so I'm looking for Mama's laptop. Sent me up here to get the laptop, and so I thought, well, where else to put it but in a safe, because you want to keep all your secrets safe, and you don't want anybody to hack it and steal your stuff. So um, this, this sculpture was in there, and uh, I was trying to look underneath it to see if the uh, laptop was in there. So... You came in here to find a laptop, and you ended up cracking Mama's safe, thinking that that would be where. The, why wouldn't Mama come get the laptop if it was that precious to her? Well, she sent me. She sent me up to get it. She said, uh, "Ned, go up to my study and and get the laptop." I, you know, I, you're not. I, so I was hoping maybe you'd give me the same benefit of the doubt that, uh, well, I gave you when the the sheriff thought you had uh, snuffed a bunch of guys down at the hornet's nest. Uh, is this a move? You trying to manipulate someone? Y- yes, it reads, I am. It, it seems that like it seems that that is it, it, what you are saying is what this action is. It seems like if you're trying to keep her from, you know, I am trying to manipulate. Her, <laughs> okay, yes. uh, roll plus charm. That is a seven and charm one. So that's an eight. Uh, okay, uh, they will do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. Uh, gosh, I don't know how you would show that you aren't going to rat Danny out to, you know, the sheriff. And, oh, that, I mean, that's what it is. She she says, 
Okay, that's kind of weird. Um, hey, I, I know you got called down to the sheriff's office to, you know, I guess clue him in on some of the stuff that we do around here. Or rather, I guess you guys do around here. You didn't happen to tell him about me, did you? Danny, I believe in you. I would never betray a friend. I consider us friends. We're friends, right? Yes, of course we are. And I would never betray a friend, a a stalwart of mine, a, a companion. We are united. We are colleagues in this battle against evil. And I know that you would never betray me. So, of course, I did not betray you, my good and faithful friend. You're being super weird today, she says. And I am always super weird, Danny. Do you not fair. know me at fair, all? Fair, fair, fair. And she walks out of the room, kind of backstepping, actually, looking at you sort of uh, awkwardly and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspiciously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ned, what's your plan here? I guess I should I should ask. Are you... Are you What's your plan here? You've got the thing. You are in Mama's office, which is you know, uh, you're still in the in, still inside Amnesty Lodge. You have not sort of completed the burglary burglary in the sense that you haven't sort of absconded with this thing yet, right? And and he, it's not like he can walk around. I say he probably goes out the window, okay? Because because he doesn't want to be lugging this thing around. He doesn't want anybody to see him with it. I say he gives a cursory look in the safe to see if the laptop was in there. It is not. The, the uh, In fact, I will say with your like burglary senses that you use to like find this thing, even with the failed roll, you know that the, the laptop's not in this room. It's just gone. Well, that's that's weird. Yeah, man. Um, so here's what I suggest. <laughs> Ned, Ned is going to go out the window okay. and take the tree immediately to Boyd and... Um, he'll concoct some kind of story later about why he didn't come back. Maybe he, you know, s- thought he saw somebody and thought they had taken the laptop, so he went in pursuit of them. That sounds good to me. I would believe that, but I'm your son. Well, you're a good son. <laughs> Thank you're you. a good son. So that's what that's what Ned's going to do. At this point, Ned's been gone for a while. Uh, for everybody else who's still down in the cellar, uh, and. Uh, Mama is looking kind of concerned, and she sends Barclay upstairs to try and find him. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing you covered your tracks, Ned, like you closed the safe. You weren't that, like, shitty at this? Professional thief. Okay. okay? Uh, yeah. Barclay comes back downstairs and says, uh, uh, I, Ned's not anywhere. I don't see Ned anywhere. Uh, I don't see the laptop anywhere either, Mama. Are you sure you left it up in the office? And Mama, oh, I forgot I was Mama. And, uh, <laughs> um, well, Mama? Mama? Oh, God, she's gone. She has a blank expression. She says, well, no, it's definitely up in the office. But Wh- where'd Ned go? Did he fall in? What's going on? And Barclay says, no, he's not. He's just, he's nowhere. So You checked uh, all the bathrooms? Well, we only have the one bathroom. And yeah, he wasn't in there. So, Huh. What about his? Uh, what about the one secret bathroom downstairs in the basement that he likes to use when he's really going to destroy, <laughs> destroy stuff? Um, did you check his secret? The secret bathroom? I didn't. It's the one that says "danger hazardous chemicals" on the door, but he wrote the sign. Okay. Yeah, go check it. We'll wait. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll check. Yeah, I'll check it. Nope. No, he's not in there. <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> you were gone for twenty minutes. I was gone for twenty minutes. There was a lock on the door. 
Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would Ned take the laptop? You know, maybe he had, oh, taxes. Tax season. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so he had to balance the books. You know, shit. I don't know. Maybe man. he was getting uh-huh. the laptop and like saw the monster, or so, and he had to go. Maybe he had to go because he saw the monster and he fled. Oh, oh, shit. What? What if the monster created a rift and snatched him again? Shit. He's gonna be pissed. He's gonna be so pissed, and I'm pissed because we we're about to crack this alien thing wide open with that laptop info. Uh, should we look for Ned? I I mean I I I'm of course worried about Ned. Where is Ned? But should we look yeah. for Ned? Y'all keep looking around for for him here. I'm sure he's like not. Where I don't know where he would maybe be. Maybe he's I mean, curled he's, up he's, taking a nap in the walk-in freezer he, again. He probably just forgot and decided to take a nap in the freezer. I tell you what, why don't you all here keep looking around for him? I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to. I had a vision. I don't know if I, I told y'all. I, yeah, I think I did about. Leo dying near the telescope. Barclay points to uh, dead Leo that he's had circled on the whiteboard. Yeah, see, it's a, it's up here on the whiteboard. Yeah, excellent. You, oh, ooh, you brushed up against the whiteboard and erased the aliens part. If you could just get that back up there, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. Maybe he'll, he'll have some insight. He's been at this a, a long time. Maybe there's something, I don't know, maybe he can shed a little light. Okay, Let's ignore aliens and and telescope for a minute. At, at at your peril. Okay. And maybe we should check Exactly what they want. Okay. And maybe we should check with uh Sylvain to see if there's any kind of I don't know, rogue person, like an agent person yeah. that they know about or if they know anything about. I don't know. I'll go talk to Janelle. Let's try it and then maybe you and I can poke around those ho- ho- God, you okay? We get, we get my. It's all this smoke. It's all this pipe smoke. Why are we doing this? It's real bad for us. <sighs> and that's when they wondered why they were smoking their pipes. After that, let's uh, let's go poke around this hotel. See if we find anything. Great. And you know what? Ask Leo to come. Maybe Pigeon. We'll see if Pigeon wants to come help out. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. More people. More people. More poking. More that's space. what I would say. More people, more poking, poking around. We'll poke worst. around. That is just horrible. Because we'll poke around, and if there's just two of them, all right. I'm ducks walking out of the room. Hey, everybody! This is Griffin McRae, Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your best friend, and your Dungeon Master. Thanks for listening to the Adventure Zone Amnesty Episode 25. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope it's not getting too spooky. If it is, grab a friend, grab a blanket, grab a machete. And be ready for when the monsters, the real ones, attack. That's not true. There's no such thing. Or is there? We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone 
and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a few announcements here, but first of all, I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the Zonecast hashtag, because if you do that, you might end up as a character in the show. Uh, characters like, uh, oh, we haven't met that character yet. Well, there's a character I named a person after, so I uh, handled that. But you could end up as a, a character like Eugene, who's named for Eugene Archibald on Twitter, uh, or... Um, 
Keith, who's named for Keith Wellman on Twitter. Really, we just appreciate you spreading the word about the show because that's how we've been able to grow. And um, this is our first episode, I think, since the Max Fund Drive. And we are so grateful for everybody uh, who came out to support us. So the support you show us year after year is truly humbling. And it, it really means the world that you all think so highly of the stuff that we make that you would support it in such a, a direct way. Uh, I think that is going to do it. So I'm going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, again, because we missed last week and we pushed to this week, we are going to have another episode of the Adventure Zone Amazon up uh, a week from today. So that's going to be April 18th. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. Let's do Leo's scene uh, first with you. Uh, actually, it's duck scene. Feet, Leo. Um, Thank you. You find yes. him at uh, Leo's, uh, his, his grocery store. Uh, Leo's place. I forget. It's been a while since uh, a Pizza Hut destroyed it. Uh, since Big Pizza Hut came for my small business, uh, and uh, he's 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 recently sort of reopened it after rebuilding it, and uh, he has pretty much uh, basically recreated the the winning formula that made up the original Leo's uh, uh, grocery store. And uh, you find him there as who's walking out of the store? Who's checking out? As uh, let's just, let's say uh, Muffy and Winthrop are buying some groceries there, and. Um, uh, Winthrop uh, says, um, I really wish they'd get a Trader Joe's in here. And Muffy kind of nods snootily and takes her non-Trader Joe's groceries and walks out. Good day to yeah. you, sir. You're in my way. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, Winthrop. All apologies. Maybe later you could help uh, me put snow tires on my Bugatti. <laughs> All right, Winthrop. All right, hey, you better head out. I think the Wells Fargo wagon is uh, coming down the street. Muffy says, Winthrop, he's making fun of your name. I'm intimidated by you physically. And then they walk out. All right, keep walking. <laughs> and then Winthrop comes back and kills you. <laughs> what did you say? Because <laughs> I'm fucking mortal. Uh, Leo, Leo what says, did you fucking say to me? <laughs> Leo says, uh, you, uh... You got some beef there with our, our local sort of uh, money bags? I get along with everybody. I figured I got to have someone to blow off steam with, you know? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, how's it been going, Doc? I haven't seen you in a while. How's the, uh, how's the hunt this time? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Honestly, Leo, it, it's... Uh, I don't feel like I'm any fucking closer. I, I'll be honest. And this thing, it's not... A lot of these things have just been out for blood or to... F- fuck shit up but this one feels smarter Ugh. i had a um i had a vision and i i should have told you about before but honestly i, I didn't want to freak you out he looks uh he looks shocked when you say that i know um what was uh what was in your vision well you uh were at the telescope and you were uh there's not a pretty way to say it. you were dying and i was there so you weren't alone, which is huge. Uh, kind of a positive there. But um, now we've this thing has been there. It made a, I don't know, a rift or something and, and traveled there. So it's got some sort of interest in the telescope. And um, I, I, I'll be damned if I have one single clue what it, what it wants. Uh, he, he turns around and reaches up to a shelf uh, where uh, just like cartons of cigarettes are kept for sale. And he pulls down a pack of 
uh, camels and lights one up and he says, uh, you know, uh, funny thing, duck, uh, you lost your powers, obviously, when, uh, when Minerva's link to us got severed and, uh, I, I haven't had those powers in some time and yet I was asleep the other night and I had that same vision of me in your arms, you're cradling me, looked uh, like a real nurturer duck, and uh, I was yeah. I was dying, and then the thing shot a laser beam up, which I don't think that's what it's built to do, so I thought that was cute. No. So yeah, same vision of uh, uh, me dying in your arms, duck, and that's, I gotta say, not the best, not the best vision that uh, I have had so far. You gonna, you gonna offer me one of those things? Uh, no, duck, because I know how hard you went trying to quit. I've been your neighbor for a while. I'm not gonna, not gonna make you fall off the monkey's back or whatever the saying is. I can't believe you would, you would take that sort of agency away from me, Griffin, from my character to make that decision. Okay, here, here, here. Yeah, here's your cigarette then. No, thank you. I got asthma. What's wrong That's with you? That's a funny I, I've had asthma, I, I've had asthma ever since I lost my powers. Oh. <laughs> Dang, that's a, that's a shame. I had it before. Yeah. I got my powers. Yeah. Lost it. Yeah. Now it's fucking back. I got asthma again. That's where I'm at. Right. And I I sympathize with you, but I'm going to die pretty soon, it seems like. So. Me too, if there's any fucking particulate in the air. <sighs> Duck, I know you're trying to make me laugh, but I we had a dream that I'm going to die. And these dreams that we have, they have a tendency to come true always. So um, I guess you and I are taking a road trip up to the Green Bank Telescope to um, go face our destiny together, um, right? Like, I can't just, like, lock myself in the, in the, in the you know, the freezer here and, you and know. Take a nap. Take a nap. Like, I, no matter what happens, no matter how much we try, I could go get on a fucking plane and, you know, catch a, catch a flight down to Rio, and I would still somehow be at that telescope at that time in your arms dying. So I'm I don't know about you, but I just kind of uh, let's just let's just get it over with, right? Let's just let's just get it uh, done. No way, man. No way. No way. You're you're the closest thing I got to a you know a a mentor now with Minerva gone. I, you're like a. Well, like an uncle or something to me. I was going to say dad seems ridiculous, but you know, like a cool uncle that has a sword to me and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let you risk your life that way. I didn't have a vision about me beefing it. It's about you. I'll just go and I, I don't know, see what I can find. He sighs and he says, you would do that for me. You would go do this thing alone, whatever it is without, without me being there. You do that for me, duck. I mean, I'll go there. If I see anything scary, I'm probably going to get back in my car and leave. But, like, I'll go poke around. I just don't want you getting anywhere near it. He smiles. He says, and he puts the cigarette out. And he says, all right, Duck. You don't have to worry about that. It's, uh, it's a deal. Read you are you're heading to Sylvain. Are you going to talk to Janelle specifically, or what other? Or did you have other? I, I you know, mean, sort of yeah. Business? At this point, I okay. feel like there are very few people that Aubrey either knows, the let alone trusts, uh, uh, over in Sylvain. So okay. I feel like Janelle has been 
a pretty I mean, solid. Vincent has been friendly enough to you. Yeah, yeah. He's it requested might be worth he's requested DVDs every time you come, and I don't know if you've been delivering those. If you've been yes, breaking absolutely. his heart, absolutely. Uh, Did he request specific shows? Uh, no, I just wanted to see some Earth movies. He likes Earth pop culture, and we we haven't we don't go to Sylvain that often, so we haven't followed up on that. So I don't I know if you all have a DVD, a, a, like a, a special DVD, uh, a special edition of The Thin Man. The Thin uh, Man. Yeah, I think he'd really like it. Okay, uh, it's a pretty funny mystery. He greets you at the gate. It's a classic. He greets you at the uh, gate into the castle and says, "I'll um I'll have to check this one." Out. Sorry for bleating. I know that that's, that's kind of okay. rude. You're um, going to love it. It's funny, uh, but also dramatic. It's a murder also, mystery, but hilarious, and everybody's drunk in it all the time. Seems great. Do you want your, and he hands you a DVD case, he says, and here's your copy of Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo back. Um, all the not, classics. <laughs> did not, didn't care for this one. No, it's absolute garbage. That's why I wanted to. I wanted to give you a taste of this garbage before I handed you maybe one of the well, greatest that, films uh, of all time. Right? Is that a goat joke? No. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. Thanks as always, Aubrey. And he opens. Yeah, the, you're gonna uh, love this one. It's the greatest of all time. It's so good. No, that's another. That's a goat joke. Okay, that's what? that one's that one I actually liked a lot. So oh, okay, uh, good. Yeah, good, head good. on, head head on in. Uh, I real quick, you're the kind of uh, you know law enforcement person here, right? Yeah, you could say that. We're dealing with an abomination over there that seems to be kind of, to have an agenda, which is kind of different from what we've seen before, and so I thought it might be worth it like to ask you do you did you like i don't know exile anyone that could like shapeshift recently or something shapeshift i mean we've exiled people certainly and there are certainly people who've left of their own accord and you know i we don't usually talk about this over here it's somewhat taboo but i know that uh, Mama is giving refuge to to those who have left our world for yours, um, and those who have wandered outside the gates of the city have been taken over by the Quell. Um, so I'm pretty sure all of our um, our refugees are uh, you know accounted for, and if they weren't, mm. I don't, I cannot think of one that could sh- change their shape. They kind of change their shape with like uh, swirls of light. Yeah, that is doesn't. That- Ring That's, any bell? No. no. So sorry. Yeah, maybe it's just I'm still in a fog from Deuce Bigelow male <sighs> gigolo. Not another murder. Not another life lost because of Deuce Bigelow male gigolo. I, I, too much harm has been caused by that movie. I'm so sorry. I hope that you're able to recover. I'll do my best. What's What's he hiding? Keep digging, Trav. Hey, maybe uh, I gotta get rough with you. Hell yes. You'll get it. It's it's in the movie. Okay, bye. Let's just like hop into your conversation with Janelle. Uh, no, cut the cut the bullshit. Cut the small talk. Whoa. Um, okay. I think. Well, as always, I think she wants to know like how your powers are coming. Um, how how much you're telling her sort of in that regard before we get to like your questions. She knows every. I made a ghost, Janelle. Okay, Janelle. That's, right. A ghost. Uh, uh, Janelle says, and okay. That's not, you got it. I made a ghost. Yeah, that's not possible, Aubrey. No, that's what you say, but I did it. Aubrey, 
only Sylvans who uh-huh. perish in the light of the crystal are right. able to experience second life. You, uh-huh. I, I can't, I cannot understand how this is possible, Aubrey. Okay, but it's real. Like, I, I, I. If you don't know, how do I know? You know, I kind of, I thought I would say I made a ghost, and you would say, "Oh, cool, level three or something." I don't know. It's not level three, Aubrey. This is something that level uh, four. Only the light of Sylvain, level infinity, could 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 possibly accomplish. Tell me how you did this. How did it happen? Uh, I used a luck point because <laughs> I rolled really bad at first. Right, um, right. It happens to the best. So I I asked um I asked the magic to save his life, and rather than save his corporeal form, I guess it saved you know his uh spirit, his specter. Excuse me. Um, and now he's a specter, just chilling out. He ate a donut uh, earlier, and it got stuck in his tummy, and it was gross, but also very cool. Yeah. Yes, you can't do that. Um, you you mentioned that you saw a a person when you were doing this. That oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, this (laughs) Aubrey, this is not like any spell I've ever cast before, and I've cast. I'm thinking all of them. So, Uh um. Only Sylvain is able to bring people back from the dead. Is it possible that you are somehow communicating with her? Because only the interpreter is supposed to be able to communicate with Sylvain. With with the planet? With the essence of the planet, yes. So, um, I mean, I ask the plant, I ask the magic, the planet, the magic planet, to do the magic. That's different. I do that all the time. I have never seen the planet personified, Aubrey. I have never been touched oh. physically by the planet. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible I'm doing that. Is that bad? She sits back in her seat and sighs. She says, it's not bad, Aubrey. It just, it breaks with millennia of tradition. Um, so that's something peculiar. And this... Tradition. <laughs> And this book, Aubrey, this 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 book you say yes. that uh, you've just happened to find in the in the woods. You're still hiding the fact that Danny had it. That was something you established a long time ago. I mean, ago. here's the sure thing: you, I've yeah. I've told Janelle way worse shit. Okay. Danny doesn't know where she got it. Yeah, she she just woke up and had it. But okay. Um, she says, I've never seen anything like this before either. She flips through it and lands on that same page that you saw with like the mountain with smoke coming off of it. Um, and she says, this, this book describes a spell uh-huh. like, and, and it's, it's <laughs> this language, it's, it's old, old Sylvan. I can't, I know some of this word means, uh, Sacrifice or transaction? I can I can try and decipher it, but will take well, me. Please uh, do, because one of those is way worse than the other one. Yes, I. One of those is like somebody dies. The other one is like you buy some coffee. Yeah. Yes. And she's she's looking over it now and is kind of just lost in thought. Uh, so should I just stay here and wait? Oh, so I'm I'm sorry. Did you have any other questions, Aubrey? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, one last one. I've been researching uh, a fairly big spell to try to uh, cure the brain of a friend of mine. Any advice? Anything you got? 
I mean, what is the what is they what are they suffering from? Is it is it lesions? Is it well, um, well, uh, I think he's uh, infected, not like physically infected, but he's kind of gone animalistic. Is it, the, is, it the, is it the quell? Yeah, sure, yeah. Mm. She uh, looks back down at her book and is kind of ignoring you, and she says, yeah, if you find a solution for that one, Aubrey, you make sure to let me know. Well, shit. Oh, hey, Janelle, real quick, I'll let you get back to the book, but that's over for 3. How did I turn into a ghost? What is this book? How do I help my friend? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, Aubrey, I don't want to, I'm not going to sugarcoat your situation. I know most things, and you are outside the scope of that. So I'm going to try and look, but I, knowledge is not just instantly granted to you. You have to search for it. So I, I, it will take some time. Okay, um, well, here's, here's, uh, here's for extra credit, okay? Shape changing with swirling light. That do anything for you? Absolutely nothing. Cool, great. Janelle, so great catching up. Why don't you come back um come back tomorrow and okay. I will I will let you know if I found anything. Okay, I'll see if I can, I don't know, talk to the essence of the planet anymore and let you know what she says. Mm-hmm. And she's still she's still reading the book. Okay. Bye. You find Boyd in, uh, I think he probably like gave you a note on where to find him. And it's, it's this, it's that motel that I mentioned earlier by the river. I didn't think of a name for it. I usually am more on top of it. Who can come up with the name for a nasty, stinky hotel the fastest? The Count Galoo, G-I-L-U, <laughs> motel. Why is that? What does that mean? It's a motel in Welch, West Virginia that I stayed at one time. Oh, okay. It, it wasn't that nasty. It was nice, but it just had a wild name. Okay. Well, this is the Count Galoo Motel in Kepler. Count, and it's- Count Galoo too. It's a chain now. How about it's the Count Galoo Hotel? Okay, uh, and they they didn't fran- it, it's uh, not sanctioned by the original owners. Okay, the original there's, there's Count ongoing Galoo's. litigation. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, Count Galoo has been tried for war crimes, and so they don't love the name, but he's it's still the Count Galoo Hotel, and maybe it's nicer. Maybe it's not a shitty hotel by the river. Maybe it's a decent hotel by the river, full of uh, hardworking people. And uh, you go to Boyd's room, and uh, he opens the door and takes a, like a peek outside just to make sure you haven't brought anybody else to rough him up. And he welcomes you inside, and he says, "Oh uh, shit, I didn't think of that option." Oh damn it! I've got a sorceress and a guy with a belt sword. Shit. Um. Oh. Oh. Oh, hello, Boyd. Yeah, you have a sorceress and a. A guy with a belt sword? Just talking out loud, just talking out loud, I'm rehearsing for uh, Saturday Night Dead. That's some of the witty banter that I had planned. We're showing uh, the Ginger Dead Man from 2006 with Gary Busey. Ever see it? It's terrible. Horrible. Anyway. Ned, you know- So where's my stuff? I don't share your your penchant for for crappy uh, horror films. Well, good. Then you can't double check my facts. Okay. Where's my stuff? Uh, Where is my stuff, Ned? Well, I will present it to you when I see my stuff. I can already tell that this is going to be very exhausting. And he sits down on the bed uh, at the, just like the foot of it. And he says, why don't we do this? Why don't you show me my stuff so you can prove that you have it? And then I will show you my, the thing that I took from you. It's all your, it's all your stuff, but I have some of it. And you show me what you brought to me and I will show you your 
stuff. I assume you have some kind of container, like a trunk or a big old hefty bag or something holding my stuff? I have a box that is holding your stuff, yes. Okay. Well, here's what we do. You show me the bag with oh, the stuff in God, it. Oh, my God, did. And no, 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 no. And then just, I will point to you outside where your stuff is. It's locked up in my cryptonomica van. Okay, this is for sure a convince somebody. Right, like you are for, for sure, or manipulate someone. This is this if this is not a manipulate someone, I do not know what is this like sort of verbal wrestling match. That is a nine plus whatever it is. I add your charm. I add my charm, which is one, so that's a ten. Okay, Boyd. Uh, Boyd Mosh. They, they will do it for the reason you gave them. Uh, he sighs and he says, "Okay, um, I actually have uh, a boat to catch, so um, here is." Your stuff. And he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a key uh, that is attached to a um, a fob. And it is a key for a, a safety deposit box at uh, the the first oh. bank of Kepler. He says, I, I'm not going to keep all my stuff on hand or else you could have just come here and killed me and taken it from the... I know. know. I thought of that a few minutes ago, damn it. Yes, but everything you need is in box 454 at uh, the uh, first bank of Kepler. So you'll find it. Well, then I say, let's go down and get it. Ned, I need to go. I need you to give me Shade Tree. That was the deal. What if I were to give you something worth more than Shade Tree? He stands in exchange in exchange for the fob. Now hear me out. Oh, what do you hear me out? What do you have? To, okay. Your what is your number one goal, Boyd? It's it's to hurt me and to get out of here. Number one and number two goals, right? You want to escape, correct? Yes. Is that more important to you than than money right now? No. My suggestion, I will give you that beautiful van out there, loaded up. It's, it looks like a food truck, but it is loaded with surveillance equipment, police scanners, all kinds of things to help you evade capture. I will give that to you lock, stock, and barrel if you give me back one of the items that you stole from me. I don't care about the Clooney Oscar. Well, I do care about the Clooney Oscar, but... The, you know, I, I don't care about the Wright Brothers patent. I, I, I do a little bit. But if you give me back the pendant, I will give you the key to that amazing vehicle out there. Gets great gas mileage. Very okay, comfortable. Okay, okay, I First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm moving back to London, and the wheel will be on the wrong side. So that's the first problem with the plan. <laughs> um, the second problem is that the shade tree is valued at a high six figures, and I'm pretty sure I could go buy my own uh, garbage bus uh, with that amount. Of <laughs> Loaded with high-tech surveillance equipment? I don't need high-tech surveillance equipment. I need to not be caught by high-tech <laughs> surveillance equipment. But no, Ned, it's, it's, we had a deal. And you are betraying the, the nature of the deal. And he stands up, and I think now you remember how what a big fucking guy boy. You established that he is a big sort of fit dude, and I think he is, he's definitely trying to sort of threaten you with his size. Um, and he, he puts the key back in his pocket. He says, Ned, if you're not going to hold up your end of the deal, I'm not going to hold up mine. I think uh, he, he's, you know, standing over you trying to be imposing. And then he starts coughing. <coughs> and he's, it's, it's actually kind of heavy. And uh, he pulls his hand away and he's got a little bit of blood that he just kind of like <gasps> quickly wipes off with his pants. Uh, and he says, 
Ned, we're we're at an impasse, and unless you can think of a solution, then I'm 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 just going to take my leave with all of your things and fence them whoa, overseas. Whoa, 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 Boyd, look at me. What what is the deal with the blood and the coughing and the sick? It's not your business, Ned. It's a lung infection. I am going overseas to uh, convalesce, if you must know, and that is, I am eager to get away from this uh, country that has not been especially nice to me. I just need the means to do so, Ned. If you've ever held any affection for me at all, take the key. It will unlock the box that has all of your things at the bank. Give me shade trees so that I can just... Like, so I can leave, Ned, please. All right. Ned goes out to the Crips by Monica van and gets Shade Tree and brings it back and hands it to Boyd. I do this on one condition. Uh, shoot. I will never, ever see or hear from you again. He takes you, he puts an arm around your shoulder, and uh, maybe you feel like a flash of just like, this is, this, this is how it was for a while. And he walks you outside and hands you the key, and he says, Ned, I can guarantee that. And he shuts the door. And then we see, as the door sort of uh, shuts and see Ned sort of walk away, uh, we see Boyd look down at the, like, this sort of dingy carpet. He is wearing just this calm, sort of expressionless demeanor. And then he, he coughs again, and there's, there's some more blood that he looks at kind of curiously. And then he sticks a finger, like, in his mouth and rubs the inside of his cheek, and he just pulls out this this massive, like, tissue that he just flings to the floor dispassionately and then he strides over to the closet in this hotel room and he throws the door open and he uh, inspects its contents thoroughly before he walks away and vanishes into a rift in the fabric of reality and on the floor of the closet lays a body its neck is snapped and its eyes are vacant it's the body of Boyd Mosh MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm the JV Club podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, we got this may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We got this with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. Hey! 
Hey everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here in the Maximum Fun Network. Make sure to listen to our next episode of Go Fact Yourself with guest Kurt Brownowler. I did a show in Flagstaff, Arizona, where the venue just didn't list that the show existed. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I, and it is the smallest crowd that I've ever done a full hour of stand up for. It was three people. Oh wow. my God. And Sarah Schaefer. Yes, I love crafting. It's my hobby. I have a craft nook in my home. You do? I do. It has all my supplies displayed in an adorable manner. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, uh, yes, applause. Applause for a nook. That's Go Fact Yourself here at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.